0: Hi everybody. This is another episode of Breakfast with Brokers and today we are actually sitting at the bar having a proper cocktail. (laughs) Um, So if you hear any background noise, that's why. We're at Dino's in Hoboken uh, and I am with one of my finest agents, uh, Alex Taylor of the Taylor Packwood team and we are going to be talking all things real estate in Boston, the UK and Jersey. Here we go. All right, Alex Taylor, introduce
1: yourself. Hi there, uh, my <laughs> name is Alex Taylor. I am an agent at and Volkers, Hoboken, Jersey City. I also am an agent at and Volkers, Boston. Um, I have known Lisa a long time, and- How love... long have we known her, ten, uh, yeah. ten, 10 years? Yeah, 10 absolutely. years, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Love... Yeah, lived in Hoboken for 15 plus years, now split my time between Hoboken and Boston.
0: Love it, and obviously that fantastic accent means he was not from here originally. <laughs> so we're going to make you talk about the UK as well. Yes,
1: originally from the UK, moved to America when I was around about 21. Uh, yeah, been here since. Uh, try to go back every year a couple of times, but uh, yeah, still have close ties. A lot of my, almost all my family is still in the UK. Um, but it's very interesting to see the differences between the UK. Um, real estate market and the US
0: yeah we're jumping into that first and foremost though my condolences
1: <laughs> oh thank you very much yes uh, it's been a transition in the last couple of weeks and now we have a, a brand or oh, a, a king yeah. so yeah King Charles the third
0: they actually like cut to him be after they did the like the, I guess it's like the pat first of all the funeral was absolutely stunning and they cut to his face, like after they sing "God Bless the King" or yeah. something like that, and he just looked like he was like, "Shit." Yeah.
1: <laughs> he is not. He's been. I mean, he's been waiting seventy plus years for this job. So you know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's the first time in my lifetime there's been a king, and I think there will be a king now until uh, for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's but, actually
0: a really good point. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. Interesting. So, so three
1: kings lined up. So yeah. Wow. That's amazing.
0: So, yeah, to, to jump right into the market, like, what are the differences between, you know, the states and the UK as far as buying property?
1: Um, the, there are some main differences. Um, one main difference is in terms of when you list a house in the UK, um, typically a homeowner will do all their own showings. Uh, really? Yeah. So, like, what you'll do is you'll list it through what we call an estate agent, um, and... They will put it on the, up in their window and like you know put it online. Um, but what will typically happen is you'll you'll pay them a uh, actually a lot smaller fee than than real estate agents get here. I I think off the top of my head it's usually around one percent total. Um, and then but then what people will do is they'll contact you as the seller, um, um, you know, directly, and you'll schedule a time to show it to a buyer one on one and wow. yeah it's it's really interesting, and uh that
0: so that, like all those like realty market places here that we like laugh at that's essentially what that is, right that They is, just pay a fee to go online exactly.
1: that's been pretty much the standard you know um <laughs> since I was growing up I mean obviously you'll have like you know like white glove service, luxury you know luxury offices and agents that all you know Provide more of a service to probably higher end like listings and clients, but in terms of like you know the, the vast majority of the residential market, um, you're either you know um, contacting a seller directly or you're contacting only their you know only their agent and you wouldn't have a buyer's agent. A buyer's agent in England is is uh, is uncommon. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's fascinating. That's really interesting. That even makes it, like, the Canada right now is doing away with dual agency, or they have done away with dual agency. It sounds like that's not even a thing in the UK, or it is only a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, like, you know, it's very, it's... I, I've never heard of someone having, like, you know, an agent showing around, you know, to multiple properties there, um, as far as, I, you know, uh, my experience has been. But also there's, there's an interesting thing called the, uh, the property chain in the UK, which means that, like, so basically if you're a seller selling your property and then someone decides to buy it, um, that buyer then becomes part of this chain and then they have to wait for that seller to then buy it, to find a new house to buy. And then if someone then is buying the buyer's property, then they are third in line in that chain. So then they have to wait for the first seller to buy a place and then, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting because you can sometimes have a chain that's like you know, four or five people long and if the middle part breaks down, it, it, affect, it can affect five deals. That's unheard of here because in the U.S., obviously, someone decides to sell their property; they're committing to being out by a certain date, even if they haven't found the next property they're going to buy. So it's it makes it here a lot simpler. You know the amount of stories that I've had from friends back home being, you know, second, third, fourth in line in the chain, and like someone above them changing their mind or the circumstances changing, and the whole deal falling through is it, it makes it quite. Um, chaotic yeah, you know? so yeah
0: for sure, and like so do you have like a lot do you have mortgages in the u k you
1: do yeah, yeah, mortgages, yeah, pretty much the same um as they are here, you know?
0: so you would just list that as like a contingency, the chain
1: yeah, exactly, so yeah, that would be a mortgage a mortgage, mortgage contingency would be an aspect of the chain if someone can't get their mortgage, then that chain could break down from that, you know.
0: Do you have any idea? I know you don't do a ton over there, but do you have any idea how their markets are doing?
1: Um, so obviously, there's a, there's a cost of living crisis in the UK, it's everywhere right now. But um, yeah, I, I believe that London is 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 always remains fairly strong, um, and then certain cities will be, you know, you know hold their own um, in terms of the you know the, the local suburban markets. It, it's a case by case. You know, some people. Some it will be an inventory you know point of, point of view, but um, yeah, I think some people will will be struggling to get you know what they 're asking for the, for their properties th- yeah. at this point so. yeah
0: yeah it 's so interesting, yeah, I guess London would mirror a lot of new York Milan like that yeah, sort of exactly. market yeah,
1: there 's always going to be very hot areas of London you know like you know central london it 's going to be very. Popular and you know when something goes up for for sale, there's going to be a lot of people wanting to 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 see it and view it and, and make offers on it. So yeah, London typically is always relatively strong. So.
0: And what? How did the pandemic affect London? Like, are they considering it over now? Like we are? Or are they are they kind of like still being cautious? How how are they? And you can't speak for a whole country, but like in your experience?
1: No, for, I mean from my experience, people now in London, you know, are, are going about their their you know regular jobs again back in london and you know i know any of my friends who had kind of like had the ability to move out of london during the pandemic to either you know save money on their rent or or just take time away from london everyone's back there now my, my brother lives in london i have you know a handful of friends live there and yeah it's uh, i would say it's pretty back to normal that's
0: awesome that's great good deal all right well switching gears to boston where you've become a huge player in the Boston market and EV. What's, like, what's, what's a characteristic of the Boston market? I guess first things first, how is Boston doing right now?
1: Um, good. I mean, honestly, I, I would say that Boston uh, um, shares a lot of traits with the, with the New York City market. You know, it Being a, a, a fairly major city and a lot of people wanting to live in the downtown area, the luxury market in Boston is very you know, healthy and strong. Um, the investor market in Boston... Is something that really um, is is great. You know, um, there being a lot of um, colleges, universities around the area means that there's always a lot of students looking to rent there. So that investors feel very comfortable buying like you know condos or, or multifamilies, knowing that like you know um, there's always a pretty healthy rental market there. It um, tends to be a lot of uh, money for major in, in Boston. Um, a lot of you know, uh, a lot of the students come over from Asia, Asia to to work there. So a lot of you know, um, Asian investors feel very. Okay, sorry, that
0: was my fault. Back on that. So you were saying there's a huge Asian market in Boston.
1: Yes. So in in terms of the uh, an Asian investor market, it's 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 a really good place for for wealthy Asians to uh, to park their money and 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 feel comfortable and safe in it because um, a lot of these investors. Um, won't have a language barrier with these with their tenants um, because so many uh, students come over from Asia to go to MIT, Harvard, and uh, and, and all the other uh, colleges, universities in, within the Boston area. So they feel really comfortable um, making these investments, knowing that like you know the, the the money is safe and and get good ROIs on uh, on parking their money in in the US. So
0: do you think do they see because of like? Harvard, Boston U, all that stuff. Do you see a lot of people buying apartments, or more like, uh, you see more renting?
1: Um, more people buying, really. really? Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people. Upon graduating, a lot of people stay in Boston. Ah. Uh, yeah, which is you know, which is nice to see. Um, we've seen you know in the last six months as well. There's been a pretty decent uptick in people paying cash for uh, properties. Uh, especially with the interest rates going up, so I think that's happened a little bit here in in Hoboken in New York, but like in in Boston, I've I've definitely noticed that to uh, to a, a more increased um, number than usual.
0: That's like, I mean, not to tout our company, but that's amazing because Angle and Bookers has that relationship with com. So you're seeing a lot of people do stuff with Juye?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's something that is pretty um, standard in every listing that we'll do is we'll send it to Juye to kind of, you know, to try and um, maximize the, the exposure in the Asian market as well, especially because a lot of... A lot of them will look in, 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 in Boston as a, as a great area to look at, as well as, as, well as Manhattan, of course, as well. So.
0: And those of you outside of our company, that's... The, so we have an exclusive relationship with com, which is essentially the Chinese MLS. So we translate every listing into a couple dialects of Mandarin and push beyond the communist firewall. So you reach Chinese nationals directly, which is really great. So very helpful in your market. Um, what part of the Boston market is struggling?
1: Ooh. Um, what part of the Boston market is struggling? In terms of... So I, I can tell you what what's really been really strong and then we can use, like, yes. process of elimination. Like, Beacon Hill is always um, really strong. Back Bay is really strong. Um, the uh, south end is, has been getting stronger and stronger. Um, there are certain areas in the south end that don't sell as quickly as others. Um, stuff that's interesting, there's uh, stuff that's kind of, like... Close, very close to hospitals, there's, there's kind of like, you know, um, or a hospital it, it can be a tricky area. Um, East Boston has been getting better, but I think, like, you know, in terms of it has to be in the right area of East Boston. Um, I think some some of the suburbs have, have, have kind of plateaued a little bit. Like a year and a half ago, it was, they were on fire. And I think now we're kind of seeing some things sit a little longer than they should do. Um, but yeah, that's that kind of like stuff that's just just on the outskirts of Boston that you know people are, are, are wanting to now be back in the in the city itself. So.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, how are they doing with COVID? Are they still very much locked down or is it pretty much oh, open? We're,
1: we're we're as open as as New York here. So yeah, it's uh, everything's pretty pretty good. Pretty uh pretty back to normal. That's awesome.
0: Good deal. Yes. And Biden just announced. That's it. It's over. We made it. <laughs> um, where what, what? I had so many questions and now I don't remember half of them. Um, yeah. I don't I don't have any more questions. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Wait, I'm gonna give you we're gonna do a rapid fire round, okay. right? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna ask you a question, you have to answer it very quickly. Favorite food? Fish and chips. Ooh, good. Okay, I'm going to fire them off. Ready? Favorite place to travel?
1: Um, Turks and Caicos.
0: Yeah, your honeymoon. Yeah, just well. Newly married.
1: went there on the honeymoon. So it was, I love it. Can't wait to go again soon.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Um, favorite place to eat in Hoboken?
1: Ooh, favorite place to eat in Hoboken. Um, antique Bar and Bakery.
0: Oh, oh, I'm going to say Dino's because we're sitting here and he's staring at us.
1: Uh, <laughs> close, close second
0: <laughs> I think for me it actually is my number one Dinos, Augustinos,
1: Augustinos would, would be Anthony cup, and David.
0: Yeah You know what's a sleeper here that no one talks about? The Cuban The Cuban is a bomb
1: Yeah, I love Moran's. Moran's for bar food. Great burger, great uh, curry fries.
0: I've never had their burger. Definitely good to go there. Okay. You and I always talk about how there's no place here to get good fish and chips. Is there a place in New York or Boston that you've had that has good fish and chips, as authentic to home as possible? Yes.
1: Uh, In Boston, there's a great place, actually, in my hometown, or in the town I live in now, Melrose, that has great fish and chips. Uh, Turner's, which is great, but there's some... uh, yeah, some great fish and chip places in Boston. Um I also recently found uh this like kind of like English bar that only serves like Cornish pasties. Ha- like they're like, like like meat pies almost. Ooh. Like yeah, like they're like they're like the British version of an empanada. Ooh. And like they're like caught cor- like they're yeah, they're really good and they also do an incredible sticky tubby pudding in a skillet. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: you guys still, you and Anthony still have yet to take me to a proper English breakfast, oh, which I've asked yes. for at least 17 times. Uh,
1: they, there's some good English uh, Moran's actually has a really good English breakfast. Really? Yeah. I
0: definitely With blood sausage? Yes.
1: Yes. Really? With blood sausage, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Fine.
1: On the list. I to put it on the list. I'm
0: putting it on the list. Yeah. It's on the list. Uh, okay. Craziest real estate story Ooh. that you can talk about.
1: Craziest real estate story.
0: <laughs> I think you and I both have one, but we can't talk about okay, it. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, there's, there's been um, multi- well, a few times where I've been showing places that people have been asleep in the bed
0: Oh, it's nice that yours have been sleeping because mine have been doing other things in the bed while yeah, I walk
1: in that's, that's all, I, I now have PTSD from when a, a bedroom door is closed and I have to knock and like walk in because I've, I've had that before um, I was trying to sell uh, a, a house in Boston there was like a five bedroom house and this the owner of it was renting out each bedroom individually so there was like essentially five tenants in there every time I showed it there was always people in there um, cooking usually fish <laughs> and at least two of the five bedrooms would be locked so it made open houses mm. a nightmare um, awful yeah but yeah no um, yeah I had once uh, one time did the final walk through somewhere and there was just a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> that was a fun one.
0: I did one and they were practicing Santeria in the basement. No lie. There was animal carcasses and candles in front of the basement. I was like, what did I sign up for? Yeah. Seriously, one of the creepiest things ever, ever. I sold a huge house up in Bergen County once and we're doing the final walkthrough. And it was the creepiest old house. Like super, super old. And we're doing the final walkthrough and we're walking through. and I'm talking not even like a drape was still in this house. Everything was gone. And we're walking through. We're opening everything. Which we had like 17 bedrooms. Something crazy. We're walking through. And I just... we were like 10 minutes in walking through opening everything. We open one closet. And there is a three foot tall porcelain doll staring at me. It was the only item in this entire house. In the closet staring at me. And that was by far the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me in real estate. Even all the other crazy stories that one for some reason stuck with me (laughs) forever yeah it's it's
1: it's never never a dull moment no
0: never um okay back to the lightning round um favorite band
1: um oasis i would say wow it's like reminds me of growing up my 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 youth, but like these days, I, I I like I listen to a lot of Mum, Mumford and Sons these days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, like growing up, Oasis were the were the ones.
0: They Wonderwall.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, <laughs> That's the only one that made it stateside. Um, okay, favorite pop star you like but won't admit to in public. <laughs>
1: um, Elton John count. Yes, but why wouldn't you admit that? I mean, no, I mean he's,
0: I would he's like going through a
1: little bit of a resurgence, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Brittany. Britney. Okay. Britney, Britney
0: a comeback, right? She is. <laughs> she is. She's free. Yeah. She's free. Yeah. Hashtag free Brittany. <laughs> free Brittany is trending. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. You win a million dollars right now. What's the first thing you do?
1: Oh, first thing I do is. Um, book a vacation for like next week I
0: love
1: it yeah I love it I love it Caribbean for like two two or three weeks okay or Hawaii
0: okay uh, if you n- win an enormous amount of money fi- find out you're part of like a massive trust fund you never have to work again do you still do real estate
1: um, <laughs> yes but you I I'd, I'd just buy just buy places to rent out and just, right. just yeah just become like a slumlord so yeah. <laughs>
0: We don't edit these, so
1: that's on record. A, a hobo can slum it, <laughs> you know.
0: Right? How slummy can you get, <laughs> really? Um, that's
1: awesome. All right. Drink of choice. Oh, um, just beer. Like, um, yeah. The, I just got married like two weeks ago, and I don't think I. There's a picture of me without a Bud Light in my hand. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, you don't really discriminate. You drink, like, American beer.
1: No, I I do. I drink... I've been here for... for, I'm now a U.S. citizen, so I feel like, you know, Uh, I'm paying my dues. But, uh, yeah, I've been here 15 years now. So, no. But, uh, yeah, when I go back to the U.K., I I tend to have something a little bit more British. I love it. I
0: love it. I love it. Um, You already said food is fish and chips. What's your favorite color?
1: Um, Yellow.
0: Yeah.
1: Why? Dunno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it reminds me of the sun. <laughs> just, just a nice colour. It's amazing.
0: Okay, Dream Listing. Where what have you wanted to list and never got a chance to, but would totally love to list?
1: Um, dream Listing probably would be like a really nice like that would sell immediately town townhouse in Hoboken. Yeah, never, never got a townhouse in Hoboken. Got like you know, really nice apartments here, but never, listed a townhouse in Hoboken. Huh.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. Dream listing for me would be, I don't know, something not here. <laughs> I'd have to go and live in like. My family building. I'll be all car for like <laughs> 10 months to sell something. That would be my dream listing. Uh, all right, I'm done. I'm done with Lightning Round. Do you have any anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, I think, you know, yeah, it's just nice to chat about it's real estate nice to and chat. while enjoying a drink and, you know, sitting in the bar. So it's it's fun, to, fun to hang. I love it. I
0: love it. Well, we love you, Lee. Love you. It's been nice to be friends with you for so long. Cheers. Chin chin. And uh, thank you for being on here. Thank you for inviting
1: me. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.